Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear and understand. Open our heart like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan and you. And Father, grant a spirit of grace on this message, a spirit of grace. And Father, let us only see Jesus. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin with a simple song that has a powerful message. My friend Terry Brown is going to be singing, He Paid a Debt. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid it for you too, if you'll believe it. Listen for my favorite words. I should have died there, but Jesus took my place. Sing it, Terry.
Watching people put the gospel in their heart and watching the power of God work in their lives. This gospel that Jesus died, he was buried and rose again is not just for the man behind the pulpit. It's not just for the apostle and the prophet. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the deacons and the elders. No, it's for everyone. It's for the third shift cook, which I was at one time. It's for the waitress. It's for the truck driver. It's for the postal worker. My first job was to be a custodian in a post office that wasn't bigger than your bedroom. My first job. You know what? That gospel was for me. It was for me. It's for you. No matter what your occupation, no matter where you're at, no matter what your ethnicity, the gospel is for you. I have a dear friend. Her name is Jennifer. Jennifer helps me around our home. She was between jobs in the summertime, and so she was waiting some tables. She knew that her rent was coming up, and she needed a substantial amount of money to pay her rent, and she didn't have it. And she went into the weekend, and she texted me, I remember, on Thursday afternoon, and she said, I need this much money for my rent, and I've got to make this money waiting tables, and it's a large amount. And I text back to her and I said, Jennifer, has God ever failed you yet? She wrote back to me and she said, none, zero. I said, and he won't fail you this time. Well, you know what? That got her faith moving. And by the end of the weekend, her shifts, she made more money in tips than she ever had. And you know what? The wonderful thing about that was she made enough to pay her rent. This gospel that Jesus died for us, that he was buried for us, that he rose again for us. He did it so that we would have everything we need. He did it so we would have forgiveness. He did it so we would have all the money that we needed to pay our bills, so that we would have safety. He did it so we would have healing. He did it so that our broken hearts would be healed. That's why Jesus went to the cross. That's why I preach it. Because there is an answer to every one of your problems if you will believe the gospel. As I said before, the answer to every one of your problems is in the gospel. It's there. And when you start walking in it, you will see that. Go with me again to Mark 1, 
verse 14 and 15. And I want to show you something today that's going to challenge some of you like you've never been challenged before. Do you have the courage to believe the word of God? Do you have the courage to lay down all your previous teaching, all your Sunday school classes, all your movies that you've seen, all the books that you've read? Do you have the courage to lay it all down, lay it aside, and just look at the Word of God? Jesus said in John 10, 35, the scriptures cannot be broken. Jesus said that. And he was talking to his disciples. The scriptures cannot be broken. Do you know the word of God is from everlasting to everlasting? Your Sunday school isn't. That word will be here when the world is destroyed, when it's burned with fire. Do you know what? What you know on earth won't be there. But the word of God will be. It is time if you're a serious Christian. If you want to walk with God and not just play church, it's time to lay all this stuff aside and pick up the word of God and believe it. Trust it. Commit yourself to it. And let's take a look at today because some of you will be challenged. Mark 1, 14, 15. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. He was preaching the gospel. It says right here, Jesus, our Messiah, our Savior, came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to take note here. I want you to look at these words. Jesus did not preach the law. Can you see that in those words? Jesus did not preach the law of Moses. Jesus didn't even preach the Ten Commandments. What did he do? He preached the gospel. He preached the gospel. Two totally different things. Totally different. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you. He said, repent you. And do what? Believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Jesus didn't say believe the Ten Commandments. He didn't say adhere to the Ten Commandments. He didn't say commit to the Ten Commandments, did he? No, he didn't. He said right here, believe the gospel. And we know that in 1 Corinthians 15 is the definition, the bona fide definition of the gospel that Jesus preached. And Apostle Paul speaks it. He said that the gospel is that Jesus died according to the scriptures. He died according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. The scriptures. Jesus died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. That death burial and resurrection is what Jesus preached. He said it right here. Repent you. Change the way you're thinking. Change your will and believe. Adhere to. Commit to. Trust in the gospel. Jesus did not say believe the Ten Commandments. 
He didn't say walk in the Ten Commandments. He didn't say obey the law of Moses. He didn't. He said believe the gospel. Now, I want us to see that when we follow the Ten Commandments, when we obey that law, we cannot believe the gospel. I want to show you something. I want us to go back to Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah was a prophet that was 600 years before Jesus came. But Jeremiah prophesied something that was coming when Jesus got here. And it is a beautiful thing. But I want you to see that what Jeremiah prophesied was Jehovah speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. Do you get that? It was Jehovah speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. So this is Jehovah, the Heavenly Father speaking, our God. And I want you to listen and look at what Jehovah said because this will change your life if you will have faith in it. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. Who's talking? Jehovah. He said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. And with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. Who made the covenant with the fathers? The father did. And who did he make it with? Who did he use? He used Moses. And what was the covenant that he gave through Moses? It was the law. It was the law. So he says right here in verse 32 of Jeremiah 31, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers, and the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So we know he's talking about the law of Moses. He said, which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. But, but, this is God talking. He's talking about the law of Moses. And he said they didn't follow it. So what's he going to do? He said, verse 33, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their inward parts, and I will write them in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall no more teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. Why? For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Who came up with the new covenant? Who made the first covenant old? God did. God did. Jehovah did. He's the one that came up with the new covenant. Now, that new covenant came with Jesus. That new covenant began when Jesus died and was buried and rose again. That's when the new covenant took its place. That's when the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is the new covenant. Jesus says that in 1 Corinthians, I believe, 12. He said, this is the, my blood which is shed. This is the new testament, the new covenant in my blood. Who put the new covenant in? Jehovah, the Father. He knew 
it was coming. He knew from the beginning of the world that there was going to be a new covenant and the old covenant was going to be put aside. He prophesied it through Jeremiah 600 years before Jesus came. Now, I want us to take a look at the Apostle Paul. And I want us to look closely at something the Apostle Paul says to us. Apostle Paul, the apostle that Jesus called on the road to Damascus. I want us to take a look. He has a testimony here we need to look at. And we need to look at it seriously with understanding. All right? Philippians 3, the apostle Paul speaking. Paul is talking about his new life versus his old. He said, verse 4 in Philippians 3, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh that he have whereof he might trust in the flesh, I the more. He said, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrew. It's touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Now look at this next phrase, touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. Blameless. The Apostle Paul tells us right here that he followed that law of Moses. He followed it perfectly. He said, with the law of Moses, I was blameless. Blameless. A Pharisee of the Pharisees. So this man, this man that followed the law of Moses, that obeyed the Ten Commandments, that followed them blamelessly, what did he do? What did he do? Let's take a look at verse 7. It says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ, for Jesus. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things, all things, for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord. He said, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung. Count them but dung that I may win Christ. A Pharisee of the Pharisees, he counted it dung. A Hebrew of the Hebrews, he counted it dung. Touching the righteousness and the law, blameless. He counted it dung. If you don't know what the word dung is, ask your parents. Paul counted it all dung. He counted his being blameless in the law of Moses dung. Why? Why? So he could win Jesus. Verse 10, he counted it all done that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Paul laid the law of Moses down. He laid the Ten Commandments down. When he laid them down, what did he pick up? He picked up Jesus. He picked up the new covenant. He picked up the gospel. 
he picked up the gospel. He said that I may know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. I want to ask you this. Have you ever stood in a church where they were preaching the Ten Commandments? Have you ever heard a minister, a preacher, stand up and say, Thou shalt not commit adultery and somebody get healed? No. Have you ever been in a church where a minister stood up and said, Thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, and somebody be delivered from torment? No. Why? Because the law couldn't do that. What could? The gospel. What Jesus did. Go with me to Acts 15. Let's take a look at what the Apostle Peter says. The Apostle Peter walked with Jesus. The Apostle Peter spent three and a half years with Jesus. And the Apostle Peter was the first one to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And in Acts 15, he has a, a message here that we all need to hear. Because we have to come to the point where we realize that the gospel, the gospel and the Ten Commandments don't go together. They don't go together. Let's take a look. Acts 15, verse 5. And there arose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them, to command them to keep the law of Moses. The Pharisees that were Christians, and yes, there was a large group of Pharisees that believed, but they believed that the Gentiles needed to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. But the apostles disagreed. The apostles disagreed. I want you to look at verse 6. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. Verse 7. And there had been much disputing. Peter, the apostle Peter, rose up and said unto all of them, Men and brethren, you know how a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the words of the gospel and believe. And he said, And God, verse 8, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And he put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, look at verse 10 with me. Do you have a Bible? Open it up. If you will look at this, if you will believe this, if you will hear what the Apostle Peter says, this will help you with your faith. He said, now, therefore, why tempt you God, putting a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? He's talking about the law of Moses. He's talking about the Ten Commandments. And why did he say that? Look at the next verse. He said, but we believe. The apostle Peter believed. The apostle Paul believed that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. We are not saved by the Ten Commandments. We are not saved 
by the law of Moses. We know that Jesus said in John 3, he said, you must be born again. And he said that to a man, Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews, and one that followed the Ten Commandments and the law of Moses perfectly. Jesus told that man, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Jesus said, believe the gospel. He did not say, he did not say, adhere to the law of Moses. He did not say, follow the Ten Commandments. He said, believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. You are saved by faith by grace, grace, and by faith, not by the law, not by the Ten Commandments. Turn with me to Ephesians 2, 8, and I will show you. It says, for by grace are you saved. Grace, what you didn't ask for, what you don't deserve, but what Jesus did anyway. You are saved by grace through faith, not through following the Ten Commandments, not through following the law of Moses. You are saved through faith. And what is that faith in? What is that trust in? What is that commitment to? To the gospel, that Jesus died. And when he died, he carried all your sins. And when he was buried and rose again, your sins and all those consequences of sins were paid for. The sacrifice of Jesus was accepted of the Father. And your sins, your sins and all the consequences were paid for. That's what we believe. That's what we trust in. That's what we adhere to. That's what we believe. You know, putting the Ten Commandments up on the wall won't help you one bit. You will find that they'll even be a hindrance. What should you put up on the wall? Put up on the wall, Jesus died, and he was buried, and he rose again the third day. Put up on the wall that by grace we are saved through faith, and that faith in the gospel in what Jesus did for the whole human race. My friend who trusted in that gospel and her trust in that gospel brought forth the money she needed to pay her rent. Where did that money come from? It came through the gospel. Jesus paid for her to have her rent. Jesus paid everything between her and the father so the father could easily give her her rent. Do you want that? Do you want that relationship between a father and a son and a daughter that comes through Jehovah? You know, Jesus died, buried, and rose again so we'd all be adopted children. And we have a father who is love and wants to supply everything we need. How do we get it? We must be born again. We must be born again. We must get the Spirit of Jesus in us. Pray this prayer with me. Pray it 
in your heart. Pray it with your mouth. Pray it in sincerity. Mean what you say, and it will be answered. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me. Teach me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. That is a prayer. He will always answer. Amen. Amen. Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com. That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to these messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless. <laughs>